So I'm going to be giving a speech in Vancouver on um, March the 15th, 2019, and it's going to be about free speech, uh, its importance, the consequences of losing it, and what's happened, of course. I was asked today on Twitter how I thought George Orwell would be characterized at this time in the 21st century, and this was by a teacher who had taught 1984 for 10 years. And I said, and I was very clear and very certain about this, I said that he would be attacked relentlessly as a far-right propagandist. Why? Because he was criticizing socialism, he was criticizing communism, he was criticizing collectivism, large state apparatus. So the better you are at criticizing communism, the more you will be portrayed as a far-right extremist, as a Nazi, as a fascist, because this false dichotomy is what they want to set up, that you either accept all of the lovely gifts of socialism or you're a Nazi, right? So this is the false dichotomy that was set up and that is set up regularly, has been throughout history. It's what caused all those street riots in Germany in the 1930s. We know how that all turned out. And uh, what's happening? Well, Lauren Southern and I are ganging up together, I suppose, to do another great evening of philosophy and conversation and curiosity and data and reason and evidence and all of that good intellectual stuff and what is happening. So this is from the post-millennial. Antifa harasses Vancouver Greek Orthodox community of a free speech event. And this is going to be at 7 p.m. March the 15th. And what's happening? The Hellenic community of Vancouver... HCV has been threatened and intimidated by far-left activists after being booked as a venue by the University of British Columbia Free Speech Club. The venue, which also includes the St. George's Greek Orthodox Church, has said that it has been at the receiving end of an online harassment campaign for simply booking their space to the club. The attacks against our community are unwarranted, offending, and despicable, said Hellenic Community President Dimitri Zambus. The Free Speech Club has hosted American political commentator and lawyer Ben Shapiro and Canadian psychology professor Dr. Jordan B. Peterson in the past. Now, of course, Lawrence Southern and I. And what do we four have in common? Well, we are critical of socialism and collectivism and communism and big state control of language and the economy and the mindset of people and, of course, of the government control of education. So... You can see the pattern that is going on that while you may still have the right to free speech in theory, the right to free speech in practice is being severely curtailed. Now, how are they going about it? Well, with threats and with a sort of economic and psychological form of warfare, which we'll get into. So let's see here. Change in venue after highest security costs from UBC. The Free Speech Club has rented the space for an appearance featuring self-described libertarian YouTuber Stefan Molyneux and documentary filmmaker and political commentator Lauren Southern. The event is set to take place on Friday, March 15th at 7 p.m. Originally, the club intended on hosting the event at the UBC, on the UBC campus at the Chan Center for the Performing Arts, but had to change venues after the venue's security costs became unmanageable. Again, that's how they do it, as there are these threats, there are these uh, uh, threats of, of you, who, know, who knows, you name it, right? And therefore, the security costs become too expensive and the nervousness, perhaps, of the 
facility owners becomes too great. And that's how you get deplatformed, right? So they can deplatform you online by spreading lies about you and making up these hysterias and, and so on. And then what they can do is they can shut you down from going out to speak to people, which essentially seals you up and kills your capacity to communicate with people who want to come for a peaceful evening of philosophy and thought and debate. And this is where we are. This is a terrible, terrible place for our society to be. And it is like being a free thinker under a theocracy. It is like being an atheist under a powerful theocratic despotism. It is a dangerous and difficult and costly situation to speak your mind in the West. We all know it, and you can see it manifesting in these, this kind of, uh, these kinds of attacks. The article goes on to say the Chan Center has hosted prior events by the Free Speech Club, including an evening featuring, featuring Dr. Jordan Peterson on November 3rd, 2017, and one featuring Ben Shapiro on October 31st, 2018. The post-millennial reached out to the Chan Center for comment, but had not heard back by the time we published this article. Since the change in venue was announced, far-left activists have launched a harassment campaign via email, social media, and phone, targeting the Hellenic community of Vancouver for simply renting their space to the group. This is uh, Zambus again. If any group officially deemed a hate group decided to rent from us, we'd deny them. These people are being attacked by their political opponents, but no one has the right to attack us, the Hellenic community of Vancouver, and we will defend ourselves vigorously. Antifa groups like the Revolutionary Communists Vancouver and the Revolutionary Student Movement Vancouver have doxxed or published the private information of the community online for a targeted harassment campaign. The harassment included leaving negative reviews on the ethnic and religious community's Facebook page and getting members to flood the group with aggressive comments. This is the Revolutionary Communists of Vancouver's Facebook group. They say, we aren't fooled by their, the HCV's, crocodile tears, and neither are the masses. Remember, voicing your disdain for the Hellenic Center, hosting fascists via phone or email is not bullying, but a justified response. See, no issue, no problem. They, they view this as perfectly legitimate. And uh, <clears throat> this is before they gain more political power, folks. However, the Hellenic community maintains that it has hosted events across the political spectrum in the past. So, Dimitris Ambos again said, historically we have hosted Greens, Liberals, Conservatives, NDP, Libertarians, Trotskyites, everyone. We are politically agnostic. Now, of course, when communists get together, it's not that the supposed far-right fascists go and uh, threaten and disrupt and, and, and dox and, and are aggressive towards these particular, certainly if, if leftists get together, Democrats get together, liberals get together, the conservatives aren't doing that. So it's only when one particular group get together, and that group is those who criticize communism. Now, this tells you that communism is far from a dead ideology. It is far from something deep in the historical rear view, which is where it should be, after causing a hundred million deaths in the 20th century. Good heavens. It's very much a living, breathing, fire-breathing, dangerous ideology. And 
So the article goes on to say, among the tactics used by the revolutionary student movement, Vancouver has been plastering posters throughout the local community with the address and information of the Hellenic community calling for the event to be shut down and for the two speakers to be deplatformed. Police have gotten involved over threats of violence. According to Free Speech Club director Angelo Isidoro, he has been targeted with death threats and harassment since he announced the new venue and the event. Since receiving the threats, the police have gotten involved in ensuring that the event proceeds safely. Facebook user Gregory Robertson on the HCV's review page said, What helps is slapping the shite out of them. We didn't debate the Nazis, we shot them. That's how this game works. That's how this game works. That reminds me of being uh, in New York at a night for freedom. They were chanting outside. Forget the red pill. How about a lead pill? In other words, how about a bullet? Isidoro said, this community has been receiving a lot of harassment of bullying from these radical groups, but the police have been incredibly helpful and will set a tone on the night of the event. Most of my family was killed in the Greco-Armenian genocide and went on, like all Greeks, to struggle through the oppression of Nazism and communism. Authoritarian evil is no stranger to our community. We have encountered it before and we come out more emboldened in the end. Local police forces are expected to be at the event and the protest organized by opponents to the event. HCV President Zambu said, the VPD, Vancouver Police Department, are involved and anyone causing grief to any of our members will be subject to the laws of this land. Both Stefan Molyneux and Lauren Southern have achieved celebrity status on the web for their views on various issues. Uh, I, you know, technically I really think it's for my strict methodology of following reason and evidence, but anyway, the article goes on to say, many commentators in the mainstream media and on the left have been described have described their views on topics such as immigration, ethnicity, and feminism as alt-right. One opinion piece penned by Farid Laressi in the UBC student paper, the UBC, condemned the event as hate speech. Again, this is not an argument. Alt-right is not an argument. The words phrase hate speech is not an argument. It's not reason, it's not evidence, it's not rebuttal. If we're so wrong, if we're so full of nastiness and, and viciousness, then you should film us giving our speeches, you should broadcast so that everyone can see how terrible we are. Why on earth would you want to shut down an event that is going to openly prove everything nasty that you say about Lauren and myself? And that's because, because they know that we're not that way inclined. We, they know that we're not driven by hatred. They know that we're not driven by fascism or, or any of these horrible totalitarian ideologies. I mean, this article refers to me as a self-described libertarian. Technically, I'm an anarcho-capitalist, but what on earth would that have to do with any form of totalitarianism? Libertarianism is a state that is so small, it would be about 2% the size of the current state. In other words, a vast extension of human liberties in, in speech, in thought, in ideas, in property, in independence. Liberty. But you see, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. That is their enemy, is freedom. That is their enemy, is reason. That is their enemy, is independent thought. Philosophy is their enemy. And we know that because they're willing to threaten, they're willing to threaten violence, they're willing to dox, they're willing to attack. 
Why? Well, what is the opposite of violence? Reason. That's the enemy that they're facing, is rational discourse, which if they were competent in, they would simply rebut. They would go through my speech or Lauren's speech line by line. They'd, they'd do an entertaining rebuttal. They'd, they'd find ways. I mean, there's tons of people who disagree with me. And sometimes I'll ignore it. Sometimes I'll go and do rebuttals. Sometimes I'll write or, or do a video about it. This is called civilization. This is where we disagree with each other and we reason things out or we, we oppose and we let the best argument win the day in the marketplace of ideas. But they have both certainty and anti-rationality. Now, that is a very deadly brute for human beings to have. Certainty plus anti-rationality are the primary ingredients in violence. If you are anti-rational but you're uncertain, then you hesitate to use force or threats or, or intimidation and so on. If you are certain but you are rational, then you engage in debate. But if you are anti-rational and you are certain, well, we can see. We can see here what happens. Southern, a British Columbia local and activist, has become a successful documentary filmmaker in her own right and has been working, traveling across the world working on Borderless, a documentary film intent on raising awareness on Europe's ongoing migrant crisis. For her efforts, Southern has also been invited to speak in front of the European Union Parliament on the issue. Molyneux, who regularly vlogs on his YouTube channel about a myriad of topics, has courted controversy over his views on IQ differences between races, single motherhood, and sex differences between men and women. Well, that's a nice way of putting it, and, and you know, courted controversy and so on. It's like, again, this is sort of reference to something that happened on, on Twitter. You should really follow me on Twitter, at Stefan Molyneux, but say, oh, these are controversial views. And it's like, no, there's no controversial, there's no such thing as a controversial view. A view can be correct or incorrect, it can be rational, it can be anti-rational, it can be based on evidence and go against the evidence and so on. But there's no such thing as controversial views. Because the person who holds the views clearly doesn't find them so controversial that they should provoke a violent, hysterical, fight club, punch yourself in the head kind of response. They're not controversial views. They are highly reactive and sometimes dangerous people who, when coming in contact with reason and evidence and science, get aggressive because it threatens their worldview. There's no such thing as controversial views. There's just hysterical and aggressive people who don't like to be contradicted when their dogma is challenged. And they're not my views. This is well-established science going back 100 years. And you know, those who are listening, or if you want to look below, I've interviewed 18 of the world-renowned top experts on the field of human intelligence and IQ and ethnic differences and so on. It's not my view, it's shoot the messenger. You can go to fdrurl.com forward slash IQ. That's fdrurl.com forward slash IQ. And you can go through what the experts say. I have read their books, I let them talk, I prompted a little, I agreed, I disagreed a little, but it's their voice that really matters. So, you kind of have to deal with a lot of science if you want to push back against this. These aren't my views and so on. Currently, Molyneux's YouTube channel is shy of nearly 1 million subscribers. This is not the first time that Southern and Molyneux have appeared together on stage or in videos. The pair have toured and spoken together before, both in New Zealand and Australia. Well, uh, uh, technically Australia, yes, and there was quite a bit of violence, particularly in, Mel in Melbourne. But no, New Zealand, uh, we were, uh, well, we'll get into that another time, but we didn't uh, make our speech. Speaker and host reply to harassment. 
In a statement provided to the Post-Millennial, Stéphane Molyneux claimed that an article published about the event in the UBC, which has since been removed without explanation, was, quote, full of hysteria and misinformation. Well, I think it was a bit more serious than that, uh, but um, the article was written by UBC Students Against Bigotry, which is joining other far-left groups in a march and a protest against the Hellenic community. So this is what I said. The fact that they do not link to any of my speeches or books directly is highly irresponsible and a clear sign of bad intent. Calling an individual, me, such vicious names without checking thoroughly is a terrible breach of moral and intellectual responsibility. It provokes hysteria and, frankly, can increase the risk of physical danger to me and those who want to come and hear my arguments and evidence. And it's true, you know, like, people say, well, you know, free speech comes with responsibilities. They always say that to me, you know, free speech comes with responsibilities. Like what, I, I shouldn't say things that are scientifically validated because it might upset people. Well, to hell with that. I'm not living under the goddamned Inquisition. I'm not living in Soviet Russia. I can tell the truth about science and not be expected to shut up because it ruffles some people's feels. Like, I'm sorry if, if science, reason, evidence, philosophy, and facts bother you, to the point where you feel this rising tsunami of violent intent within you, that's just a clear signal that intellectual thought, reason, debate, and maybe even civilization itself is just not for you. It's not for you. I don't go wandering into ultimate fighting championship rings because I'm not good at that stuff. It's not for me. So I don't go and do it. You know, when the ballet is running, I haven't seen a ballet in forever, but if I went to see a ballet, I wouldn't jump up on stage like I'm doing karaoke back up to the Grease Megamix and start dancing along with them because it's not my thing. I'm not good at it. It's not my skill set. It's not my ability. So I stay out of areas that I'm incompetent in. I certainly wouldn't go around punching people who were better at things than I was. And so if... Your response to hearing facts, reason, and evidence. And I've had scientific experts from all spectrum, all of the spectrum of political ideologies, in particular in, in intelligence and other fields. They're on, they're talking. I agree with some of them. I disagree with some of them. doesn't really matter. They are, again, the experts. So if facts bother you, you just should do something other then get into intellectual debates. Because you can't, you know, if, if people are debating in Japanese, I don't Raskolnikov style hit them with a hammer or, or dox them or threaten them or anything because I don't speak Japanese. I can't engage. Like if you can't handle reason and evidence, find something else to do. It's not for you. Or you could learn how to deal with reason and evidence and rebut and blah, 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 right? But of course, if they could rebut very easily, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go to intimidation. They wouldn't go to threats. They wouldn't be death sending death threats to somebody for hosting. So people say, oh, free speech comes with responsibility. You know what else free speech comes with? Free speech comes with the damn responsibility to check before you call people horrible names. Because these horrible names, they're sent out as like bat signals for crazy people to come and perform violence against the people you're labeling. That's what they're for. You know, everybody understands that, right? They're, they're trying to paint a death laser on your head so that crazy people will think that you're the manifestation of some sort of evil, and then will consider that they're killing Hitler by killing you. Like, I mean, this is, you understand, this is kind of how this stuff works. And so, yes, free speech does come with responsibilities, and it comes with the responsibility to get your damn facts right before you start labeling people 
in these horrible kinds of ways. That's a bit more of a responsibility than anything is claimed against me. According to the Free Speech Club, the group is open to ideological diversity and has hosted speakers with opposing political views before. Uh, Isidoru uh, said, um, We've hosted countless left-leaning events in the past, such as questioning free speech, where liberal professors lectured on us on why free speech doesn't exist. Well, I guess uh, their fruit has borne from the tree. Another prominent example is hosting self-proclaimed socialist and transgender pundit contra uh, ContraPoints. In our event with her, we raised money for the Trevor Project, which helps suicidal LGBTQ teens. Seems like a worthy cause to me. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. At, as of the time of writing, the event is set to continue successfully despite the protests being organized by left-wing activists. Now, these are not protests. I mean, in, in my view, this is just straight-up intimidation. Some of it legal, some of it, in my view, well, obviously death threats and so on is not legal, criminal activity. So this is, uh, you know, the, the threat of violence in pursuit of political ends is terrorism. But isn't that what we're, we're facing here? And I'm going to go and I'm going to give my damn speech. Because we cannot back down in the face of this kind of aggression. We cannot do it. My ancestors fought totalitarianism. They fought tyranny. They fought massive governments. And I don't have to go to war. I don't have to go into a trench. I don't have to face mustard gas or shrapnel or have rats eat my frozen toes. All I have to do is stand on a podium, look at an audience, and tell the truth. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now, if you want to help out these people, I'll put the links to the place below. Please write your support to them. It helps. Give their reviews on their Facebook and other places. Email your support. Thank them. Show your appreciation, because I can't do it without the courage of, of these kinds of people. And, and I am incredibly grateful that they stand up and stand firm against this kind of viciousness. Because we have to. We have to. So please show their support. Please come to the event. I'll put the link below. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be memorable. It's going to be honest. It's going to be civilized, damn it. Because we can't back down. I mean, we lose free speech. We are nothing but bald apes with the jawbones of an ass glaring at each other across a clearing, finding out whose skull gets smashed by who to get what food. We cannot devolve back to that. We must hold on to the civilization our ancestors fought so hard to carve out of violence and bigotry and human prejudice. I won't back down. Please remember that and help out everyone who stands for free speech.